Hello, April Lopino, Vice President of Human Resources, also Keeley Life Leader, here to welcome you to this section of Keeley Life Podcast. These podcasts are designed to have conversations surrounding our mission of sustaining a culture of health and well-being for all Keeleyans and their families, as well as supporting our pillars of HEAL, where we focus on mental health, physical fitness, nutritional habits, and financial well-being. This is where we take a deep dive in discussing the total well-being of each and every one of our Keelians and how we make a path to a better version of themselves. We want to take this opportunity to provide resources to all. So please sit back and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this Keely Life podcast where we are focused on heart health. We have a special guest with us today. Uh, Jacob Goldstein joins us, as well as our very own Melissa Swank. We are so excited to dive into this topic and ask Jake um, some of the really, really hard questions. And so today we're going to have Melissa actually uh, moderate the conversation, um, and then uh, we'll get started right now. Excellent. Thank you so much, April, for that intro. And Jake, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time and for you being here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, so can you tell us a little, for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about your background as a physician, as a cardiologist? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up in the, the St. Louis area in, uh, in University City um, and uh, you know, moved away to Michigan. I uh, met my wife in uh, Indiana. Um, uh, undergrad, and she's a St. Louis girl, born and raised, and uh, told me that uh, we'd be living long term together in St. Louis or we wouldn't be together. So I, I did my best to make sure that I ended up back in St. Louis. Um, so um, I, uh, I went to medical school, University of Miami in Florida, and then I came back um, to train uh, in residency and cardiology fellowship at, uh, at Washington University and Barnes Jewish Hospital here in St. Louis. Um, and then I did uh, two years of subspecialty training in interventional cardiology and structural cardiology at Beaumont Hospital in Detroit. And then I have uh, just came back about two years ago to join uh, Mercy Hospital in St. Louis uh, as a uh, staff uh, cardiologist. Excellent. I, you know, I have to laugh a little bit about the coming back to St. Louis. I am not from St. Louis, but I often refer to it as a boomerang city. People go out and then they bring other people back with them. So it sounds like that was your case as well. <laughs> and yeah, wow, I mean, I, you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I always loved living here. And I tell people when they move here that, um, you know, a- after a couple of years, you're not going to want to move away. So, um, so we're, we're very happy to be here and hope, hope to be here for a long time. That's terrific. And and you've got an incredibly impressive background, um, not only just uh, having learned here, but also having uh, subspecialized in interventional and structural cardiology. So we're really thankful that you took a few moments out of your busy day to join us for this conversation. Um, just to jump right in, obviously, heart health is critically important. It's the number one killer of Americans, uh, you know, heart disease. So, you know, we're always talking about knowing your risk knowing you know, what your risk is of having heart disease, but it sort of seems very general. Um, as an individual person, how might you go beyond those generalities to actually understand your own specific risk? Yeah, so that's, that's a great question. And you know, I, I see patients in clinic um, all the time for 
for cardiac risk assessments and and to get that that basic you know that that question all the time and um, you know what I tell patients is you know what we, we can control what we can control and um, you know about about half of what we get we can control the other half is what you get from your family um, and knowing first of all knowing your family history and talking with your parents and and you know, your uncles and aunts uh, grandparents about their history uh, knowing if you yourself have uh, a, a history of coronary disease in the family or family members who have had heart attacks or needed stents in their heart or bypass surgery or had strokes, that's extremely important to know. Um, you know, you could have, you know, perfect health and take care of yourself as best as you can. But if your family has a, a very strong history of heart disease, the chances are uh, that, that you may be uh, at, at higher risk as well. Um, Outside of family history, the main things that we can control are blood pressure. So monitoring your blood pressure with your primary care physician, monitoring your blood pressure at home, your cholesterol. So again, monitoring that with your primary care physician, uh, whether or not you have diabetes, um, uh, whether or not you have a smoking history. I, I tell patients number one through 10, you know, if they see me and they've been, if they have a history of smoking and are actively smoking, number one through 10 things I would recommend that you do after the visit today are stop smoking cigarettes. Um, so, yeah, it's um, a pretty, of, it, it sounds like yeah, smoking it, cigarettes is a really a powerful indicator for an increased risk. Yes. Yeah. And, and not, not just increasing your risk of heart disease, but also stroke, cancer, peripheral vascular disease. Um, it, it Quitting smoking today is the number one thing you could do for your health long term. Um, mm -hmm. So, but outside of blood pressure control, cholesterol control, diabetes control, and smoking, other things that we can control on an individual basis are staying fit, staying healthy, um, watching your diet, watching what you put into your body, um, trying to minimize the calories you put in. Uh, and then uh, exercising 30 minutes a day, five times a week. Um, so th those are the things we can control. O outside of that, it's a lot of just your family history. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So obviously it, there's really two sides of this, some that you can control and some that you cannot. And, and some of those things that you can control are, it sounds like fitness, diet, but also staying on top of your own personal condition and knowing what your status is in any one of those chronic diseases like um, diabetes um, or, you know, high cholesterol, heart disease, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, um, you know, my, myself included, I, I don't love going to doctors. Um, I, I'm not a good patient. Um, <laughs> uh but, you know, just just going, you know, trying to, to establish that connection um, and going to a doctor regularly and getting getting checkups, you know, are, are, is important because uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is caught, you know, before it becomes a problem. And then that, that's when we can do something about it. So, yeah. um, so that's, that's I talk to patients a lot about that. It's, it's, you know, what we call primary prevention or or trying to, you know, for heart disease, primary prevention is preventing you from from having your first event, having a, a heart attack or, or, or developing heart failure or an arrhythmia. Um, primary prevention are, are the things that we talk about with knowing your family history, controlling your blood pressure, cholesterol, um, diabetes, smoking, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. Secondary prevention um, is when you've had an event, 
um, now we're trying to prevent a second event. Um, so that's that becomes even more important, you know, to now be controlling things you can control, but also following up with your doctors, making regular appointments, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you said a couple of things that I want to ask you about. The, the first one I, um, that you mentioned really about um, you know, that primary prevention and getting in to see your doctor, you know, I'm, I'm a health coach and I often talk to people and they say, oh, I'm fine. I, there's nothing wrong with me. Look at me. I'm fine. Um, and it sounds like, you know, I often tell people this too, that getting in early, uh, is really critical to catching things. And especially when you mentioned that primary prevention component. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just, just getting a risk assessment, you know, just seeing, you know, seeing your, your primary care physician or, or seeing a cardiologist for just a, a general risk assessment um, uh, is important. I mean, I, I see patients who are healthy for risk assessment all the time. So we talk about, you know, getting a, you know, usually get an EKG for these patients. Um, uh, we talk about the need for a, a calcium score for these patients, which, you know, in patients who have, you know, or feel otherwise healthy um, and have a strong family history or have a smoking history, um, you know, we talk about uh, something called a calcium score, which is a quick in and out of a CT scanner that just shows if there's any calcifications in or around the coronary arteries. Um, and if there are, that's an early, an early way for us to aggressively manage risk and, and mitigate risk. Mm-hmm. It's also a really good thing to think about to ask, you know, if you are going into your physician and you generally feel good, but that you know that you have... Um, a family, strong family history of heart disease that could be something to advocate for yourself and say, hey, is this something that you might consider, doctor? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you mentioned also of catching things early. um, And I'm, I frequently talk to um, people about, you know, catching this early and and making sure that if you have symptoms um, to, you know, investigate those symptoms. And I, I also know that sometimes those symptoms aren't as black and white as they seem on paper. You know, we talk about what those symptoms are, but how do you know when something that just feels a little bit off or, you know, generally not feeling great turns into something where you need to take action on it? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, generally uh, what, what I tell patients um, is that uh, anything that, that is new or concerning to you in your chest, I want to know about. Um, so, you know, chest pain, chest, you know, the, the classic thing is, you know, a man shoveling snow in the winter develops like, you know, he feels like an elephant is sitting on his chest and it radiates to his arm and, and neck and jaw and develops, you know, sweatiness and, and gets nauseated. That's kind of the classic, you know, chest pain syndrome that would be related to the heart. Um, a lot of times it could just be, you know, tight pain, heavy pain, burning pain. Um, cramping pain, um, uh, especially in women. Um, you know, men tend to have more classic or typical symptoms. Women can have uh, atypical symptoms that could be something serious. So, so women, women, I tend to take even more seriously than men uh, in some respects when they tell me there's a new problem in their chest that they're that's bothering them. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, anything new, sharp pain, stabbing pain, burning pain, tight pain, heavy pain, if it's new and it's concerning to you, you know, that I would want to know about it. Um, uh, you know, the other thing is, you know, typically with pain related to the heart, it's usually in a pattern. 
So it's usually, um, you know, it, it comes on when you're doing something like walking or going up a hill or going upstairs or exercising. And it usually goes away when you rest. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's that's kind of typical pain related to your heart. But but generally anything that's new and new and concerning is, is reason enough to call your doctor and ask if it's something to be to, to be worked up more or be more concerned about. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned, obviously, that some of these things come on when you are being physically active. And I also heard and know that physical activity is uh, a preventative measure for heart. So how do you find that balance of finding more physical activity and adding more physical activity, but at the same time being aware of any concerns you have related to, you know, adding too much and having chest pains? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, if, if anybody's, so say you're starting with doing nothing and you want to get into an exercise program, um, you know, it's always good to talk to your doctor first. Um, uh, you know, if you, if you have a primary care physician asking, you know, what, what kind of activity should I start with? Um, but, you know, generally starting slow, starting with walking for, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day for a week, increasing that by five minutes a day for another week. And after a few weeks, you've sort of worked yourself up into, you know, a more, more, you know, fit shape where you can start pushing yourself a little bit more. Um, but I, I would say in general, any, any time if you're exercising and you develop uh, consistent pain in your chest, I, I would recommend stopping and, and calling your doctor. Um, you know, uh, there's pretty rare circumstances where we would tell somebody, you know, oh, you're having chest pain when you're exercising, just push through it. Um, you know, in, gen- in general, if you're, if you're having pain in your chest with exercise, I would recommend being evaluated for it and, and probably stopping exercise until it's been evaluated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, better to be safe than sorry in that realm. Yeah, yeah. Now, a little bit of shortness of breath, if you haven't been exercising for a long time, you know, isn't out of the ordinary, you know, that that you can push through a little bit. But any type of chest discomfort, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't push through that. Mm-hmm. What uh, I, I just have two more questions. What's something that um, people don't necessarily uh, think about when they think about heart health as as you know, when you, what you see or when people present to you and they come to you and they start talking to you about something, is there anything that you think, gosh, I, I really wish that people knew about this, but it's not something that they typically think about? Um, you know, that's a good question. I think um, in general, um, probably primary prevention is is a thing that nobody thinks about uh, because it's, you know, usually you're completely healthy until you're not. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, a lot, a lot of the stuff that comes up for people that I see is they've, they've had chest pain or they've had a, you know, a heart issue and they they come to me with a, you know, an abnormal stress test or an abnormal ultrasound. And so they, they already have a heart issue. So, you know, really prime, you know, primary prevention is really the key. It's, it's, you know, when you're young in your twenties and thirties, um, you know, going to a doctor regularly, making sure your blood pressure is under control, your cholesterol, knowing your family history, um, and then, you know, don't smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you would love to add for people to know or, um, you know, just to, to think about as they think about primary prevention and, and implementing something in their life? Yeah, and no, I, I think um, in general, it's never too early to to uh, become an advocate for your health and, uh 
and start start becoming an expert in your own health. So, you know, weighing yourself regularly, exercising regularly, um, reading about your diet, reading about what you're putting into your body, um, following up with your doctors regularly. Um, and then, you know, the earlier you can get involved with your care, um, the, the better you're going to do and, and you're going to maximize maximize the health, the healthiest that you can be, because you know, at the end of the day, a lot of it's just your genetics. And, and some people, you know, with with the luck of the draw, just just, you know, aren't as lucky as others as far as what they get. Um, but, you know, what you can control you know, is, ends up being a lot and it ends up being important. Yeah, I love how you framed that. Such a good way to think about that. It's never too early to become an advocate for your own health. It's such a powerful thing, but to really recognize that you can and should play an active role in maintaining and not just reacting to your health. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Dr. Goldstein, Jake, thank you so much for joining me today and for having this conversation. I really think it's a helpful opportunity for everyone to learn a little bit more, not only about the generalities of heart health, but specifically things that they can do, like you mentioning 30 minutes a day, five times a week, really being aware of what you're putting into your body with your diet. And of course, stop smoking as soon as you can today, if not yesterday. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Anytime. Absolutely. Well, thank you all. We look forward to talking to you next time on this podcast, and we hope you continue becoming a better you.